Hello there, welcome to episode 12 of Nevermind the Bullens. Uh, my name's Mike Peters, and all is rosy in the Garden of Everton at the moment, which makes a nice change, I have to say, doing this uh, uh, podcast and now vodcast as well, because you can now see us on our YouTube channel as well as hear us wherever you get your uh, podcasts. It's it's nice to be really positive about everything, actually, which, uh, so I'm going to revel in this, if that's all right with you. Uh, firstly, before we get to discussing uh, the Tottenham game, and looking forward to the Salford game uh, in the Carabao Cup on Wednesday night. Uh, just want to talk about David Unsworth and Leighton Baines, who've taken on new roles uh, within the club, or in Unzi's case, expanded his role uh, to now be uh, director of uh, academy uh, for the club, and also uh, Leighton Baines becoming the club's first professional development coach. I think these are really smart and shrewd appointments. Obviously, players that have got the you know the club running through their core in their veins or in their veins uh, potentially uh, but also you know so they've got that ethos of the club running through them already they know how the club works they know what the fans expect and also expanding Unzi's role particularly I think now hopefully we'll we'll see a pathway uh, a better pathway from the age group teams into the first team because I've been slightly Concerned and disappointed, I think, would be the right phrase, because we've won uh, the Premier League two, uh, two years out of the last three or four, uh, and not not really seen any of those players really come through. With the, you know, Anthony Gordon obviously starting to establish himself, but not enough of them have really come through and and get themselves in the first team picture. You know, we've seen Kieran Dowell, obviously. I know he was slightly before that sort of time, but he's now gone off to Norwich. You know, and uh, Tom Davis is obviously still there, played a lot of games. Um, but, you know, you want to see a real progression. Uh, and, and we've not really seen that. Benny Beningham, he's been in and about. but And it's think, I'm hoping that this will uh, these appointments will allow those pathways to be, um, to be stronger. Uh, and for those players to make that step up and hopefully with Leighton Baines' appointments as a professional development coach that he will enable them, facilitate them to make that step up, that transition from age group football into uh, the first team setup uh, a little bit easier. Because that's what we want, you know, we want to see players coming out of the academy, you know, that, that sense of sort of belonging that we have as supporters when you see players that you've watched in 16, 17 come into the first team and make a real impact. It's it's not, that it, you know, signing players is all is all fantastic and we love, a, you know, the transfer speculation and a big sort of marquee signing and all the, all the rest of it and we'll get onto some of them in just a minute. But, we love that, you know, players coming through the academy like Wayne Rooney, uh, Michael Ball, Franny Jeffers, all these players. It, it, it gives you a different feel about them, and ultimately, it saves the club money uh, where they can invest in the playing staff or elsewhere in the in the club structure. Particularly when financial fair play regulations obviously are are now uh, so prevalent uh, and sort of you know the overarching uh, financial concerns that every club has, uh, and this is a good way to kind of well not get around it, but to to sort of uh, not have to worry about it, to put it out of our minds. So hopefully we shall see the fruits of those labours in in the medium to long term. Who knows, you may see them sooner, fingers crossed. Um, speaking of seeing the fruits of our labours, well, we've definitely seen the fruits of uh, the labours in the transfer market yesterday at Tottenham. I did say uh, last week that I was looking for the performance. The performance was more important for me than the result. However, there is a decent chance... If you put in a good performance, you're going to get some sort of result. And we got that. We got both yesterday. The performance was terrific and the uh, result was was equally excellent. Clean sheet, 
an away win, uh, first away win I think against the the big six as it's been titled, or, you know, a big six away side, what have you, since um, we beat Manchester United uh, when Brian Oviedo scored back in 2013 and that's obviously a massive problem uh, that Everton have, have had uh, over the last, well, consistently over the last 20 years never mind over the last eight seven or eight and also our first win against Tottenham since Nikita Jelovic scored that uh, injury time winner and Goodison Park was rocking back in uh, December of 2012 uh, obviously lots and lots of positives uh, not least the impact that the new signings have had you know you can see it straight away the, the, the effect that Alan has in terms of being able to marshal the players just keeping it simple and that's what you want from players in, in his position he did the, the 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 dirty stuff, the donkey work. Well, he got the ball. He can pass a ball. There's no question about that. We know he can play further forward, but he got he gave it simple when he needed to. He shielded players. He did all those things. And there was there was a clip that match of the day two picked up on, where he was he chased down into the um, into our left back position to support uh, Luca Dean. And I thought I can remember several times over the past couple of years watching Morgan Schneiderlin do pretty much the same thing, except he. You thinking well, that's where you should have been, and he'd stop about ten yards because he couldn't be bothered. And I'm thinking that is the difference. It's you know, it, to a, it's not a huge obvious thing, but when you see it and you see you compare him to a player that's previously played in that position to very little effect, you you see that that those crucial things. It's the little things that make those differences. Abdullah Decore was fantastically dynamic on the ball, carrying the ball, and and obviously James Rodriguez as well. I mean he. You know he's 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 got a wonderful touch uh, with his left foot. Uh, made the difference. Play balls in. I think he's made, he created five chances, which is more than any Everton player has created in about two years in one game. Um, and it's all excellent. And then obviously not least the fact that. Um, Dominic Calvert Lewin was was off and running after a difficult time after uh, we came back from uh, you know after the the uh, the shutdown um, when uh, project restart occurred and couldn't quite get the goal that his performance is probably merited and was probably trying a little bit too hard but that was a classic centre forwards goal as we love at Everton um, yes all right I'll give it Jose Mourinho's got a bit of beef with um, uh, with you know the, the kick being taken several yards further forward and I'm sure if, uh, if there were fans there they would have you know and we'd have done it if it was a Goodison but ultimately that's the referee's responsibility. So you take the advantages where you can where you can get them. So on the back of that, you know, it's really important now. Obviously, a classic Everton thing is to go and get a really good result away from home or, or at home, beat a, beat a you know a big team, a big a big fish, and then to let ourselves down in the following game. Um, we sort of remember we stuffed Arsenal and Romelu Lukaku ran riot back in 2014. Then we proceeded to lose on the Wednesday uh, at home to uh, at Crystal Palace. And when we beat Manchester United all back in 2005 and Duncan rolled back the years, on the following Saturday, we scraped a draw against Birmingham City. So, you know, the important thing is now, particularly on Saturday against West Brom, we've obviously got a bit of a, uh, a, bit of a lesson uh, by uh, Leicester is that we follow that up and we, you know, show no mercy in our first game back at, uh, at Goodison. Uh, but obviously, we'll be our second game, our first league game back at Goodison, but our second game, because of course we've got uh, Salford City in the League Cup on Wednesday night. I know James Rodriguez has talked about the fact that he wants games, He, you know, he needs games, and that's great. So I'm hoping that, particularly this stage of the season, where players need to get minutes in their legs and really need to get that sharpness that will go with a full-strength uh, team, or as close to it as we can and, and really get those uh, players in, get some minutes in for some of the other lads if we can put the game to bed relatively early. And and, and particularly for Rodriguez and Alan, you know, it'd be good for them to um, 
sample English football, true English football, you know, at a lower league side coming to a, a big boys and, and really going at them. So that is all, it's all positive. Also, obviously, good news from the uh, stadium uh, Plans going in. Obviously, there's been issues with, as we mentioned last week, with the uh, with Victorian England and uh, historic uh, uh, English heritage. I should say, complaining about it. Um, but you know, the same. Well, it's going to change the dock, sort of incontrovertibly. It will never be the same again. But the problem is, at the minute, there's nothing. Nobody goes there. Now, if we're protecting the dock, and the Everton have gone to great pains to, to try and protect the dock and make the 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 hydraulic tower and all the rest of it part of the um, the, the design for the stadium and a part of the a whole complex, I, I fail to see how bringing that site back to life. I can't. I, again, I can't understand how the, there's an objection to that. If you want to keep things as they are, well, okay, great. But ultimately, there's going to be no investment, no jobs, um, more frustration for Everton supporters. Um, but the more the bigger things are how it affects the local economy for me. Um, and obviously it's great for us, but it, it has such a positive impact on the local economy. So I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that uh, common sense prevails. I'll continue to say that. I'll probably end up saying that every uh, every edition of this podcast uh, over the next few months until the scheme is actually approved. But of course, this knocks everything back in terms of, because it's inevitably going to get called in now by the uh, Secretary of State. So I'm hoping that uh, that is not delayed too much and that a uh, sensible and pragmatic decision uh, is made in uh, due course. Uh, I'll be back with you uh, with a, an episode later in the week after the Salford game and previewing the uh, West Brom game. Uh, if you want to get in touch, at NMTVPod on Twitter if you want to or NMTVPod at gmail.com on the email. Uh, but until next time, come on you blues. Blues. <laughs>